everyone. Welcome to the McNutty's Dimension. I'm Chris McNutt. I'm glad you could stop by the Consciousness Salon. I hope everybody is doing well in this time of year where we're kind of turning that corner into the darkness. You know, it's November. That's the darkness of the light is going down. Northern Hemisphere anyways, you Southern Hemisphere people are just like, yeah, we're blasting into summer suckers. But us folks up here in the Northern Hemisphere, especially where I live, I live in a place called Yukon Territory, Canada, north of 60 degrees. It is dark, dark, dark this time of year, dark and getting darker. And then you can, I can always sense the mood, just people, you see, I know we're kind of still rocking out COVID times, pandemic times, and people are mired in a little bit of that slump, shall we say. But even without any of that, November's that time when people start to, you know, slow down, get a little, yeah, the soul scraping time of year and, uh, Hey, friends, just embrace it. It is this, you know, we're all talking now in the new age spiritual world about working on your shadow stuff. Let's clear away all the darkness within. There is no darkness without. It's all within. So this is the time when you get there and you get a little depressed and things start getting a little laggy in the body and the energy system and all that sort of stuff. It's a great time to explore what's there. What's the darkness? The sun is uh, going away for a little bit or a little diminished state for a little bit, you know, embrace it. It's good. It's good to get quiet. It's good to, oh, good to meditate. I love getting up this time of year and it's dark still and make myself a cup of tea and sit on the couch, meditate, get a good sit in dark. It's still quiet. You know, my dog, Ringo, he doesn't mind. He's not active until, you know, he sees the sun come up. He lies around. It's like, it's all good. It's a good time of year to process. And that's what we're trying to do here. And they also say, Good time to process is the 1111 portal. Yes, we've got our this thing going on now that every month there's a portal when the number of the day of the month matches the month, like 445566. Five, six. We had the 1010 portal last month on October the 10th. Now, November 11th, it is the 1111 portal. And if you subscribe to the same Facebook groups that I do or have the same woo woo uh, spiritual group of friends that are lighting up Facebook these days with all the goodness about the 1111 portal and what we can do and how we can clear all our ancestral trauma. And this is the one big opportunity we've been waiting for to, yeah, it's the, it's a portal apparently now. Now, I come from a long history of being a cynical smartass. And uh, yes, my friends, I am trying to heal. My name is Chris and I'm a smartass, but I haven't been a smartass for nine weeks now. Right on. Bravo, Chris. Say, my friends, it's Smartass Anonymous. And I'm trying to heal that. I'm trying to find my own love center more within, you know, I grew up smoking cigarettes and just being a cynical smartass about the whole 
freaking world. As I said, I'm trying to heal, but I still have this healthy dose of skepticism where I can remember 10 years ago, 20 years ago, nobody talked about the 7-7 portal or the 12-12 portal. Like You just never heard that terminology. So how did we go from these things basically not existing to Oh my God, people are so convinced that every month it's another portal on the day when it, the numbers match up. And not just that, the numbers thing in general, everybody is looking at license plates and at the clock and they're seeing 333 and 222 and 111 and just their guides are talking to them and they're freaking the fuck out with the numbers. And I'm not saying it's not real. Okay, I'm not sitting here saying the numbers are bullshit. The portals are bullshit. I'm not saying that, but I am. You know, part of me wants to understand the mechanism. I got this bit of a linear mind going on. My dad was a scientist. He was a professor. I've had it ever since I popped into this world. It is a two-edged sword. It serves me well sometimes. It totally fucking gets in the way on other times, but that's kind of kicked in a little bit with this. I'm not just going into my heart center and just feeling the energy, but then I kind of go, well, what the fuck is it? How did all of a sudden do we have a portal and how does it work? You know, what's going on out there? What's the mechanism, you know, that is making this happen? I, I think the same thing when somebody says, oh, my son's in Leo and I have, you know, Aquarius rising. And it's like, what's the mechanism? How does this, what's the metaphysical geometry and, you know, systems in place that make those manifestations on the personality. How is it that people are having very real, genuine experiences of these energetic effects during these portal times? So my guest, a repeated guest in the McNuttiest dimension, my good friend, Ruth Lira, energy healer, who has an energy healing practice, has for many years, has a lot of experience working with other people's energy, as well as being extremely tuned in. Um, Ruth's a good friend. We spend a lot of time together chatting about these things. Um, she also lets me record the podcast in her awesome studio. Um, actually helped build it a little bit. My son and I actually did the reno on her old garage, turn it into this nice, warm, cozy studio that I get to record in, get to hang in, jam music, do all kinds of things in here. So special thanks to Ruth for the studio. Thanks for her energy insight into this world because she feels these effects, people. She is not, see, I'm the thinker. She's the Feeler, classic male-female dichotomy. Um, so yeah, let's get into 1111 portal. The hell's going on and how does it work? Please welcome to the McNuttiest Dimension, Ruth Lira, Energy Healer. Can't seem to face up to the facts. Earth is ascending, so just relax. Every clock I see, numbers are all the same. Might need a new clock or just a new brain. Ascension portal, guess you say. One, 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 one. Lots of ones in this one. Facebook says it's gonna activate my DNA. Oh, 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 oh. what the hell does that even mean? Seriously. 
Hey, welcome to your studio. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> it's good to be here. <laughs> your studio, Fireside Chat. It is uh, it's winter time where we are. So yeah, by the fireside. Lovely. It's perfect. I know. It's November. We live in the land where it's snowy in November. But we're here to chat about 11.11. It's November time. The 11.11 portal will soon be open. And uh, what are you feeling? You feeling anything? You feeling portally? It's coming through. What's going down? Well, it's an interesting question. Uh, for me, I mean, for me personally, it's a, a little bit on the mellow mellow side uh, at the moment. Definitely mellower than the 1010 uh, portal was, but, um, so on that note, have you been keeping track of them through the year? So like, here we are in 11, we've had an 11, 11, 10, 10, 9, 9, 8, 8. Have you been noticing these number portals all the way along through the year? Yes, definitely this year, 2021, I have noticed them, um, I've noticed a pattern all the way along. You know, we've talked about it before. For me, it's definitely like the full moon, the new moon, and then, you know, the the month and corresponding number. So January 1st, February 2nd, March 3rd, and so on. Those are times of the month that I noticeably feel a shift in my energy. It can be like more ear ringing. It can be like really heavy buzzing uh, through the whole body. Like it just feels like a real heaviness where I just kind of need to stay very still. Um, It can have certain times that there seems to be like visions where I kind of see, um, feel like I'm in a different place, uh, see different energies, see different beings. Um, it just seems really uh, noticeably intensified. Uh, at the time, not always exactly on the day. Sometimes it can be the night before or two nights before. So this is the actual number day. Yeah. Yeah. And also new moons and full moons. Yeah, but the portals seem to come, the the new moons and the full moons seem to have a lot of the like physical energetic buzzing or sensations and the portals seem to come more with visions. And then I have certain like just personal groups of people that are in touch with energy. And around those times I get notes where people are just like, things are nuts. What is going on? And then I say, did you kind of know it was like a number portal right now? And they go, no, I didn't know. Is that, that's what's happening. And so I noticed, or people stop me on the street around those times and say, is something happening with the energy right now? You're an energy healer. And I say, yeah, it's one of these number portals. They go, okay, makes sense. It's been different. So I notice a pattern in myself. And then I notice a pattern around me of people asking, I just had a note today, someone I know very sensitive to energy. She goes, am I okay? Some weird stuff's happening in my body. And I'm like, yeah, it's the ninth. We're moving towards the 11th. You're going to be okay. You know, when uh, I had teachers who told me they were having these experiences at certain times of the month and at certain moons, I wasn't having those experiences at the time. And I thought it was very strange and I didn't believe it until I kind of started having those experiences and then people kind of thought I was strange. And then I'm starting to see people in my peer group saying they're having those experiences. So maybe it does kind of connect with a level of consciousness, with a level of personal awareness and readiness to be touching into those energies. I'm not sure. And my question is like, 
having taken one course in university years ago on logic, right? And there's this fallacy called something like post hoc ergo propter hoc. That might be it if my Latin is good today, which means the fallacy is after, therefore, because of. Just because something happens after something doesn't mean it's be- that's why it happened, right? So yes, there's intense energy. Yes, the numbers of the day of the month is the same as the you know month of the year. It's nine nine or ten ten. But the question is, is that why the intense energy is happening? I'm not doubting that people are having the energetic experience. My question is, is it because somehow these numbers have lined up? You know, the analogy I'm going to make, and maybe men can't relate to this as much, but like it's for me as like a woman who menstruates, you know? And so now there's something about knowing that there's an alignment around that time that I can a little bit prepare for, that I can a little bit be like, don't book yourself too much going on at that time. And that when the heaviness in my body starts, oh yeah, it's November 8th, we're moving towards the 11th. I'm not as freaked out. I'm not as confused. The 10-10 was really intense, but by the 12th, I had calmed down and I was fine the rest of the month. And so now as I feel some energies increase, there's just something in me that can be like, okay, around the 10th and the 11th and the 12th, it's going to increase. And by the 13th and 14th, I'll have noticed a shift and I'll be back. And so for me, it's a lot like as a woman, when you menstruate that certain things happen before and certain things happen after, and you can like be in the rhythm of that. So that's for me where it's useful and can help me choose self-care things, help me choose energetic practices um, that can help me, you know, move through some really big energetic shifts in a healthy way. Cool. That all sounds super positive. You know me, I go back to like, why is this happening? Right. You know, like I keep kind of going, okay, there's energy. We're all kind of, we're living on this time of earth where those that are tuning in, those that are doing work, those that are, uh, yeah, it seems like, you know, the veils are thinning, that the th- stuff's coming through. So their energy's ripping through connections that maybe years ago, hundreds of years ago were really hard or really easy. People are having spontaneous experiences that aren't doing anything to bring it on, right? So we're living in some time where... There's some thinning and stuff's going through. Like they said, 2012 was the thing that did it. This end of like the Mayans were onto something with this cycle that had to do with the equinoxes and just just the actual position of the earth as it revolves around the sun and the sun's transit around its galactic arm, that sort of thing. You know, they, they were picking up on some stuff. So it's happening. My question is, when the month the day of the month and the month aligns and we're calling this a portal now, right? See, these things have become portals. We got eight, eight portals and 10, 10 portals, which to me, portal means something. There's an opening. There's an opening somewhere to something else. Like there's, you know, there's talk about portals can just be like, well, it could pop you onto the other side of the planet or a portal can take you through time and space somewhere. So we're calling these things portals. Something opens up and I'm just curious about the mechanism that's making it happen. But you're skeptical that November 11th is a portal. 
I'm skeptical in the way that if I even go back in my memory five years ago, didn't hear it discussed much. Right. And if I go back 20 years ago, nobody was going, oh, it's July the 7th. It's the 7 7 portal. And I've always kind of hung out with some woo woo spiritual kind of, you know, people. I haven't been as deep into the practice and as hooked in as I once was. But this seems to be recently, you know, Facebook lights up, Instagram lights up when the numbers line up. And it's also this thing with the numbers. People are really into the numbers. Like 20 years ago, I didn't see people that joke out when they saw a 333 on the clock, you know, and now it's like, oh my God, I was driving. I saw a 333. Like, like, what are my spirit guides trying to tell me? Like, and so people are like hooking into this thing in general about the numbers. So, you know, um, yeah, my question is how much are we creating it? Cause we're creator beings. We can create stuff. We can make a big deal about stuff. Um, Years ago, if a black cat crossed your path, it was, it was bad luck. Or you walked underneath uh, a ladder, it was bad luck, right? And then, you know, and then things would happen. And people, oh, God, bad luck. Well, the black cat crossed the path. You know, now we don't talk about that anymore. But now we got these other things. So the, my question is, how much is it, are we creating the energy field? And then we experience it. Of course, we experience it. But, or how much is it, yeah, outside of us, there is some mechanism, something locks into place galactically, astrologically, numerologically, however this stuff works, like a clock opens up and it's like, oh, we're coming to 1111 and some gateway of energy opens up and we get a blast. We're all like, holy fuck, man, what's going on today? I'm getting like blasted. It's like, oh, it's now the 12th. We're closing it down again and that it's working that way. So those are the questions I have about this. I know. And the more you describe it that the way, the more I believe in it, the more I'm like, yeah, that's actually how I see it. Okay. Well, I think something we could agree upon is there's always forces trying to communicate with humans. Do you think? I mean, is that something you believe? Yeah, it's not even just that. I think we are, we, you know, my understanding is kind of like evolving to, we're just, we're tapped in. Like, you know, we now talk about things like spirit guides and higher selves. Like that, that is the kind of metaphysical geometry of who we are. We're not just this individual thing that's in our human meat suit. We are connected. So there are things always coming through. So if you were an angel or a guide and you're looking and you were studying humans, what are we looking at all the time? Our phone, our clocks, license plates. These are things that all the time have our visual attention. And so if you were an angel trying to be like, what's a strategy to get a human's attention? Oh, I'll give them numbers right in their face. To me, it's like a total sensible strategy. So you're also saying that there's that angels are trying to get our attention. If you were an if you were an angel looking at humans right now and thinking they could do better, and I want to help, would you try to get our attention? To me, it's a total sensible approach. Like we we need okay, some help. Okay, so get the attention. Yes, but then then that's that's one thing to kind of you know there's you got my attention and now you're saying collectively as angels we are when the 11th day of the 11th month lines up we are collectively opening up some energetic portal and we're giving you guys all a blast 
I mean, it's yes, it's exactly what I'm saying. And I just think, honestly, humans were very simple and we're distracted and we're confused. And if you wanted to make a very simple system to get humans' attentions, 9, 9, 10, 10, 11, 11, 12, 12, we're very kindergarten-like. Get, our, like, get our attention. Yeah, get our attention. Now, there's a question of get our attention and then do some deep energetic work on us because a lot of stuff that's also coming through in this time and channelings from afar describe higher dimensional beings as being almost one of the basic principles and tenets and law that they ascribe to is non-interference. Like they, it's like non-interference. We don't interfere. We let humans, we let all the planets, you know, that have life and life forms, we let them, we let them develop and we let them grow at their own time. And we deliberately don't interfere. It's a really, really interesting point. Um, well, maybe... Maybe they're walking whatever line they can, but my sense- And the ones that are interfering are the, are the, are the, the ones that aren't really with the best intentions, you know? So, so the, the ones, because they're the ones that are breaking the rules, they're the ones that are going, fuck it, we're going to go interfere. And, you know, all these notions of false matrix and reptilian overlays and all this kind of, you know, these stories of like this bad shit that's like wrapped around our whole energy of our planet. Those are the ones that don't give a shit. We're going to interfere. Well, when we create the metaphysical university, we can have a class called Ethics 101 of Angels and Guides and discuss, you know, what's interference and what's not interference. So here's the question is opening a portal. They're not interfering. They're not coming into our chakra and realigning it. But maybe they're opening a portal and letting some increased high vibes in. So, Or, or here's the question I have. Are they doing it collectively? Or is this really an individual experience that we're each having? Like, we are all connected to our own guides where the soul matrixes, higher selves, there's all kinds of descriptions now of the architecture of the way, you know, we're just a leaf on a tree, but, you know, we're part of a whole trees of, you know, a twig with some leaves to a little bigger branch and bigger branches, trunks and roots. And, you know, that's what we actually are connected to. So is when these things are happening, is it, you know, is some portal opening and the angels who whoever these benevolent beings from afar are like blasting humanity in general? Are they just blasting Ruth? And is it just your guides and your the your work, your higher self, what you're working for? Are you just getting blasted individually? And then no doubt when it's uh, all happening to us, there is collective energy and then there is there is energy in the collective as well. So that's why these veils thin and these things become more accessible because the more of us that are doing it, we open up pathways and that sort of thing. We're, we're all connected that way. So, yeah. Well, we've talked about it before. What I think is happening is we talk about this a lot. Earth, Earth is making a shift. Earth is making it one of its big growth spurts. You know, sometimes we think about it as going from uh, third level to fourth level or solar plexus to heart. And so you can measure uh, vibrations, right? You measure vibrations in hertz. And so the earth itself is, in, is making a vibrational change. We have a higher hertz starting to come off the earth. There's people that are measuring this. And so there's a lot of people right now 
um, talking about symptoms, talking about like increased heart palpitations, uh, weird sleep stuff, anxieties, all different that anxieties, sort of stuff. tinglings yeah. coming through their body, feeling more openings to the spirit world. Totally. And feeling- we've both been going through that on a personal okay, level. Right. We, we've both experienced similar things. Yes. yes. So this is this is something that many, many people are reporting. Sometimes people call it like the ascension flu or ascension symptoms. My sense is as humans we're we're struggling a little bit with this jump. We're really not uh, that accustomed to living in our heart. Um, living in your heart requires a lot of generosity. It requires a lot of letting go of the mind. And letting go of the mind requires like letting go of things like worrying about money and worrying about do I have housing and worrying about are my kids okay and worrying about my ex-partner. Like things were really Does used it also to- you gotta let go of worried about numbers? Maybe. And so, well, you're not going to be worried about numbers. Numbers are just fun. And so, um, and so we're having some trouble coming into heart energy and being at that vibration. And so my, that's the way I see it is that's what's coming from like below. So humans are a conduit, right? We're a conduit between earth and heaven. That's what we are. That's what yoga means to be in union. So we're this conduit between mother earth and father sky. And so we have, you know, this energy coming in from earth and we're, we're struggling. We're struggling to integrate it. We're feel confused and I got to go to the doctor and do I need med? Like we don't know what to do. And so I feel like we're being, we're having some assistance from above somehow to, to help us. I mean, that's the simplest way I can describe it. And for myself. And there's alignment. This assistance comes in the form of numerical alignments. So when we get this blast of assistance, when the day of the month matches the number of the month, five, five, six, six, and seven, seven, the benevolent assisting higher beings that are out there that are helping us give us that blast during those times. I mean, I think, of course, we're being assisted all the time. These are things you can access all the time. Don't wait for the number portal to do your healing or trauma work or your energy work. There seems to be uh, some type of acceleration uh, or increase um, around that time of the month in my observation and in obviously other people's observation. Yeah. So my question is, um, you know, because I I think something that hasn't completely come online, you talk about this moving into the heart space and and absolutely. But I think the other thing that's coming online, which connected us becoming our true divine co-creator beingness, sovereignty, this this notion of of energetic sovereignty that it is a holographic universe meaning that every piece of the universe contains the entirety of the whole universe in some way so every piece is pure god consciousness and we've spent a lot of time giving away that sovereignty, right? We've had a lot of programming in the history of our culture and species over the past 5,000 years is to not think of ourselves as divine, sovereign, co-creator beings. We think God is an external thing. God is something we pray to. These forces are not us. They're outside of me. Like even while we're having this conversation, we're talking about beings or something that is giving us assistance that 
is it's it's not us, right? It's like it's it's not us. We're not doing that. Um, there's this God. You must pray to this God. You must do it in this right way, and then the God will bestow benevolence or abundance on you in some way if you do the prayers right or you have your alignment matched up. But there's an external force when. I think the stuff that is coming through, I've heard so many channelings where, you know, the message is like, humans, get off your knees, like stop praying. There's nobody to pray to. It's you. You are the the creative energy of this universe. So if there's this portal that just now opens up when the numbers match up in a month, I'm interested in how much of it we're just doing that ourselves, Collectively, when we all get together and we all go, oh, fuck, there's this portal coming up, 1111, that we're, we create the opening and then therefore, and then we experience, we go, holy shit, wow, that was amazing. It was like, yeah, because that's who we are. We are these creator beings. It's not, there's not really that much anything else out there doing stuff to us in this victim way. We got to come online with that sort of thing. And it might be have more to do with that mechanism than we, um, we are, we have the habit of believing because we have the habit of seeing it from the other way that there is, it's outside of me. It's something else. I'm just this little, who am I? I'm Chris. I'm fucking useless down here. You know, that there's these other big forces. It's like, no, flip it. Chris is pretty freaking amazing as we all are. Well, I think it's a team effort, and I think we're all going to the same place, and we all want to win. We all want to have victory. We want to have more peace in our heart. And the analogy I'm having, like when I hear you say that, I think of like someone running a marathon, right? So you decide you're going to run a marathon. You're the one who signs up for the marathon. You're the one who pays your fee and travels to Boston to run the marathon, you know? The marathon only happens because 5,000 people said they're going to run the marathon. There wouldn't be a marathon. If 5,000 people didn't say they were going to run the marathon, you only make it to the finish line because you ran your ass off and you trained and you made it to the finish line. So you're sovereign, but somebody set up the marathon. People are there handing you water. Yeah, Someone support has support from your friends and your family all the way along. Yes, absolutely. So I completely agree with you. Like the portal, like nobody can make you align with your heart. No, believe me, I got clients on the table. I could pep talk them for an hour. And they walk out of here deciding they're not going to align with their heart because there's fears they're not ready to let go of. And I'm not judging because I do it all the time, too. Absolutely. No one. No one. Nothing. Not a guide. Not an angel. Not an archangel. Resistance freaking rules, humans. Keep the resistance. (laughs) But I do think the energies coming in right now on an energetic level are tricky to integrate. They're different than we've experienced. They're different than our chakras are used to. They're different than our meridians are used to. And our bodies, our actual physical, energetic bodies are freaking out yeah, a little emo- bit. Our emotional bodies. Our are, emotional bodies. Yeah. Everything is like, this is different. I don't really know how to do this. And so, you know, I know you make fun of like the Facebook groups and the stuff, but in, but in some ways. Yeah, but I'm in the Facebook groups I know, too. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but in some ways they're really useful because they're just like, okay, that's the energy report for today. And we don't always agree with it or align, but you're like, okay, there's like thousands of other people picking up that every day the energies are different. Like for me, being someone who floats around in the energy, let's say for like a decade now, if I was to tell you, what's my main hobby? 
It's like a decade of me just touching into energy. You know, it used to be that I lived in the woods and I walked in the woods every day and I just played in energy. And then about, you know, I don't know, maybe like two years ago, it was just like, you know, so, okay. So I'm playing around in the energy and energy is pretty like stable, let's say for three or four weeks. You go in the energy, it feels like yesterday. You go in the energy, it feels like yesterday. Maybe for a week, for a, for a month, it feels about the same. And then one day it feels a little different. Oh, that's a little different. And then it's kind of like that for another four weeks. And then one day it feels a little different. About two and a half years ago, every 24 hours, this is completely different. Then the next day, this is completely different. Then the next day, this is completely different. And it like freaked me out at first where you're just like every day when I touch into the way the energy feels, it feels completely different than yesterday. And I was like, oh, we've accelerated. Everything's just moving faster. And now it can just be like from hour to hour, it feels different. And just getting used to getting used to the speed, getting used to this acceleration of how energy moves. And the question I still have is to what degree is it happening to us or we are making that happen, right? Back to the marathon thing, I think about, you know, like, well, the collective consciousness, like once ideas go into the collective consciousness and then there's new possibilities and there's new pathways, when you got one person kind of, or, you know, you go back in time when there was a handful of yogis and lamas and monks just kind of secluded off, but really like low percentage of the population that was actually actively engaged in this work. And now you think how many more people are engaged in it, that it is creating so many more pathways in the collective consciousness that the rest of us can access. I think when I was a kid, we used to have bikes and we used to go rip around in the woods and we'd build little jumps and we'd go off, you know, on, on our bikes. But nobody rode their bikes down a cliff. Nobody rode their bike, did a flip on their bicycle. Like if you, if I just showed up with my buddies one day when I was 12 and said, Hey guys, today I'm going to do a flip on my bicycle. Everyone would have gone like, no way. It's impossible. You can't do a flip on your bicycle. Like you're talking crazy talk. Like that's like magic. Well, you go down to a BMX park now and kids do flips on their bicycles and people ride their bikes down cliffs and do flips and do all kinds of crazy shit because it's kind of gotten into the collective. And now it's even possible. Like a kid gets a bicycle when he's five years old and he goes, yeah, you can do a flip on this thing. So we're kind of done the same thing with the pathways that we've created in the collective consciousness that that it's like we've opened it and now yeah it's a little it's a little freaky like we're we're kind of getting freaked out it's back to that question chicken and egg like did something open these energies for us or i think what a lot of us coming through from like our galactic friends and the channelings of the time is that no it's like you guys you guys are the ones that are doing this it's because you are opening because you are doing the work and creating these new pathways that now this energy is there. Sure, it's freaking you out and your system now needs to evolve and adjust to meet it, but um, it's not so much that it's happening to you. We're the co-creators that are making it happen. Well, one of the cool things about humans is that we're innovators. Like humans are really innovators. Like it's crazy what we create. Yeah. It's crazy what we build. Yeah. Like the bridges and the vehicles and the. Oh, such as we build it, new cars every oh year. It's like that was the 2019 model. Like that's a piece of shit anymore. The 2020, right. 20, like every year we make new cars. So if we're going to say something and we can just say like one, if you were to like study a human as like a scientist, you'd be like those, that creature's an innovator. 
right? And we innovate when we want something better. When we go, we don't like how this is. We don't want to walk anymore. So we make a car and we don't want to drive that far. So we make a plane. We want to be in the sky and we want to go under the water. And so I'd say on a consciousness level, I think you're right that we've, there's been dissatisfaction. Yeah, and we're, we're doing that like that to that same rapid evolution that we've done with technology. Uh-huh. We're doing that with our consciousness. I know. And so, and of course, it's true what you're saying. Of course, not everyone is. Not every single person on the planet is a consciousness innovator at the moment. But you're right. There's a lots of but people. But the trickle down effect's pretty cool. I know. What's kind of going on. Like it's, it's like the trickle down is, you know, like mindfulness is, you know, call it mindfulness or whatever, but it's still, it's mainstream. It was pretty like out there. You go back time 50 years ago, you had to be a pretty esoteric Buddhist seeker. Not many people were in a meditation class 50 years ago. And it's, you know, you go work a corporate job and they offer meditation and mindfulness classes at lunch hour, you know, and that was lunch hour 50 years in a corporate job was three martinis and slapping your secretary's ass. And like, like we've just evolved so much beyond that in a, a relatively short amount of time. And this is one of the benefits of the human experience. Cause one of the things we're really good at as humans is dissatisfaction. If, a, if there's anything humans are good at is being displeased is complaining is whining about things is not liking the way things are. I mean, we are, terrific at that. And then what can come out of dissatisfaction is, is innovation, you know, is, okay, well, how can I do it different? How can I approach it different? And so I guess, I think the thing that's interesting to me is that if you are interested in an energetic upgrade, if you are interested in a consciousness upgrade, if this type of thing interests you, there's just kind of like, you're right, a lot of collective ability to tap into that. Oh, it's easy to do. At the moment. At the moment. And getting easier. I can't, the the rapid changes I see in people right now, the people in my kind of peer group, social group, from week to week, I see them. And when I see the clicks, when I see the like, the um, worldview click, the personal click, how they look physically click, energetic click, sometimes day to day in a week. I mean, it's just so fast. So yeah, it's like very potent. There's so much energy in that direction. So you're, yes, I, uh, I would, you know, long time ago, I watched this video by Carolyn Mace. It was the first time I kind of really heard about guides and stuff. And, and so Carolyn Mace is this like great mystical, uh, medical intuitive teacher. And she said, you know, your guides are kind of like just sleepy, just kind of hanging out when you're down in the lower chakra levels and you're worried about money and me, me, me. And they're just, their feet are up. There's not much they can do. And then you make a shift to self-love. You make a shift that, okay, actually I'm really committed to my journey. I'm committed to self-love. I want to heal myself. And they just kind of wake up and they're like, all right, now we're at it. And she says, when that happens, expect to leave your relationship, move cities, quit your job. The shit's going to hit the fan. The guides are in. So I do agree. It's not like. So back to this whole thing, like these portals is, are we opening them or are they being open for us? Because by that description, it's like, we kind of, we're opening them. We're the ones that say, hey, I want this shift. I want this change. And then if we have these helpers, if we have guides or higher selves or whatever soul matrices and this sort of thing, then 
that alignment takes place and it's like, okay, here you go. Here's some opening for you. Yes, of course. We chose to run the marathon, but why have we chosen at this time? I don't know. I remember I remember being 18 and walking down Bloor Street in Toronto, and I was just thinking, I hadn't even read the Celestine Prophecy yet. I mean, I was meditating, and I'd come back from Thailand, and I was into Buddhism and all, and I felt like I'd seen God, and, you know, like I was in this kind of heightened, awakened state at the time. And I was just thinking collective consciousness, collective consciousness in my life, we are going to move into collective consciousness. I didn't even know what that meant. And then I ran into a friend on the street and I'm like, I can't stop thinking about this thing, collective consciousness. He was like, I was just thinking about it too. It's going to happen in our life. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was just thinking too. And then we like wave goodbye. And I was like, oh my God. Wow. And I I heard this teaching that the Buddha, you know. And but the- you're talking about it opening in collective consciousness because- you know, again, collective consciousness also is like a mechanism. It's always been there, but collective consciousness used to be, oh, it's good to have armies and go fight wars all the time. It's good to, you know, have patriarchal religions and that sort of thing. We're part of our collective consciousness. It's always there. You're talking about there's going to be an opening. There's going to be a big shift. You know, I grew up Jewish. No one talks about awakening when you're in Judaism. You don't talk about being enlightened, you know, in Judaism at some point, you know, the Messiah is going to come and save us all. Nice. I know. My mom used to say, if I was like too slow getting out the door, my mom would say, uh, you hurry up. What are you doing? Waiting for the Messiah to come? You know, like that was an expression. And so this idea that when I was saying collective consciousness, I was saying I thought there would be a collective spiritual awakening within my life. I had this feeling of that when I was 18. And at the, at the time I was reading a lot about the Buddha, you know, and that is what they had said, that it wasn't really like... The, Bu- the Buddha awakened because there was a collective consciousness of energy searching for awakening. There were all these uh, forest schools, and there was lots. They of, were going to the woods, going and on. there was a lot of people searching, which brought the energy, which brought about the Buddha. And then the Buddha would actually go and give these talks, and they say two thousand people would bam just awaken. Just from the Buddha's presence, just from being in. Uh, the that's a, this is a whole other subject. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, of what awakening is. That's yes, a, yes, we'll yes. have to do a whole other podcast <laughs> on the subject and, of, of awakening. So, anyways, um, Will Johnson, who's a um, like a somatic uh, Buddhist teacher whose work I really like, I read an article by him where he said the Buddha had predicted at his time that in twenty six hundred years we would have another collective awakening, but I love this teaching, but this time there would be no guru. This time it would just be friendship. Friendship would awaken us just together. The community. Sangha. It's so beautiful. And you can feel it right now. Like, like I know what some- Oh, absolutely. It's good. Yeah. Sometimes We're I- shedding see, the dogma guru. of yeah. gurus and gods, yeah. and this is the way you have to do it. And this is the church or the building you have to go to and pray like this. Where yeah, we're shedding all of that. And people are figuring it out on their own. Like just, I had a dream last night. This came to me, like things are just coming and everyone's going like, wow, cool. Tell me what that was. And there's so much sharing going on out there. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's- Yeah, it's, I said you that that quote the other day by Ram Dass, we're all just walking each other home. So, so I love your, like you have this curiosity and you have this logic side, but it's like, it's, it's all energy. Like, is the energy coming from them to here? Is the energy going from us to them? Like the heart energy is infinite. Like if you really could tap into your heart chakra, it's just like this green 
energy field that could wrap around the entire planet and the entire galaxy. And so you're tapping into that level of energy that can travel everywhere out of your heart. And then from that kind of like vastness, we're trying to figure out which direction the portal is coming from. I mean, I'm just, I'm just I'm trying to figure out which way the portal's coming from. But it's also you'll thank me later when I draw the map and you have an app on your phone that tells you which direction the the, on, the, the energies are coming from. On this from day, port. the portal's coming from the east. Look east, everyone. Yeah, yeah. You'll you'll, you'll go, it's like Google Maps will be like the portal kind of sort of thing. Yeah. No, I mean you'll thank I, me. It's funny because actually, in your describing <laughs> it, I feel like I always just see it more. You know, because that is what it feels like to me. Something like the way you keep describing it with your hands that it kind of just like widens on that day or something like that's actually kind of how it feels it's just there's more like on the 10 10 on the 11 11 on the 12 12 there just feels like the veils more. are even thinner like what they used we, to say Samhain or Halloween and it happens at night all souls day and you know the the veils thin on that night and you're saying these veils are thinning on when the day of the month <laughs> and, uh, are, are the know, same. And I already hate grocery shopping so much. Imagine if it was like that all month. I would never have any groceries. Like we, at some point we are also human and I got to fill the gas tank and I got to pay some bills and I got to do some things. I started dog walk. I can't even finish it. I'm blogging a lot, but I'm not saying anything. Ancestors speak to me at night Seems like they're drunk and just want to fight Ascension portal Guess could say One, 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 one Lots of ones in this one Facebook says it's gonna activate my DNA Oh Seriously, man, what does that mean? Activate your DNA. Anna, what have you been feeling energetically? See, I'm not. I'm not like that classic dude who's like spends a lot of time in his head and don't. I'm not. Um, and I feel it, but I'm just all over the map, like all the time. Like I don't to myself. It's not like oh, this is how I feel today. And then, or this is how I felt all week and like, oh, come this couple of days, like I noticed something. It just seems to me it's erratic and chaotic constantly. Like I just feel waves or I go out and I walk the dog and I just go for hours. And sometimes the next day I'm just like, whoa, I feel like some weird energetic glues going through my chakras and I just got to sit down. <laughs> I feel like I got to like, kind of like pass out on the trail sometimes or, you know, and it kind of comes and goes, I sleep well, they don't sleep well. I just kind of live. It's just, it's just erratic. So I don't, I can't say one day is... Well, I'd say that's how it feels for me lately. It feels really, really erratic. Some days some days I just sleep and sleep, and then sometimes I'm, like, up all night, and sometimes I woke up this morning. If I wake up and I can get stuff done, like, I just went for this morning. I woke up, and I'm like, I, I can type. And I just, like, got all this work done, and then by 10, I'm like, and it's done. And I'm back in the bath and back in bed. So if I just get, like, an opening where I feel human and competent, I take it and I get some stuff done. And I also think that, like, you know, as we 
talk about doing this work and the stuff that's coming out of us, right? Like this trauma releasing, past lives releasing, the stuff that we locked up. And I think that's also part of these pathways in the collective consciousness. I didn't have ideas like that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, so strong. And now just when you have that idea and there's so many other people doing it, well, next thing you know, our past lives are ripping out of us and our, we're doing this healing and that's just, you know, like, come on, that's just, that's, that's totally chaotic and turbulent and, you know, that sort of stuff. You're holding on to all kinds of shit in there from whatever. So, you know, I, I just feel like that's kind of going on at the same time. I don't even know where this stuff's coming from, but I just, like mantras of just like, let it go, be free of what no longer serves. Just like feel it. It's like, whoa, what the hell is this? I gotta go lay down and just let some things go. And yeah, I don't, um, I don't uh, dwell on it so much. I just kind of just try to be in the moment with it and just know, yeah, it's turbulent times, turbulent stuff, ripping around. You know, big intentions will bring big results, but it's this incredible um, act of surrender, you know? So it, it all depends what type of healing intentions you want to make. So coming back to being sovereign on your journey. So if you want to make little intentions, like I want $5,000 more and I want my husband to bring me flowers and I want my kid to get into college, then you'll stay in that, you'll stay on the timeline. You know, the, 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 and when I say timeline, I mean like the level of opportunity that your soul and humanness can experience right now. You'll stay there and you'll make those little intentions and you'll, uh, live in some worry because if you don't get the $5,000, things won't be okay. And if your husband doesn't bring the flowers, things won't be okay because you've decided those are the things that make things okay. And then another option is to go big and just go like, put me on the highest timeline possible for this incarnation. Put me on- Letter. Yeah. And you let go of attachment and you let go of control and you accept that my mind, my mind couldn't even come up with the highest possibility. There's no way that this mind could even fathom in this moment what, what this incarnation could be. And I'm going to open to that. And you open your energy like that. You're a way bigger funnel and you can just see how way more energy can come through. And then, you know, you're, Physical, and then it's turbulent. Your and physical human life gets ripped to shreds as it is, yeah. and you get rebuilt, and you create something new. And things like anxiety and, you know, a lot of that is part of it, part of the rewiring. I think there's that, you were, you were touching on that before, that this energy's coming through, and we just don't have the, it's like the wiring. We don't have the emotional wiring. We don't have the energetic wiring. It's like too much currents trying to get through the wires oh God, that, totally. that aren't rated. You know, the wiring's not rated for that voltage of electricity or whatever to come through and we're still we're kind of we're going through some of that sort of stuff right as humans we are electrical beings when you're an energy worker you are start to understand that this is an electrical circuit and so you open your energy wider more energy is coming through there's an integration that your your internal electrical system needs to upgrade you came over last week and i had said that i had these light codes coming in i hadn't really experienced something like that on that level before. And it was funny because when you came over, you said, uh, well, how do you know it's good? And I was like, it can't be worse. And I'm just thinking about the amount of self-hate I've had in my life. You know, I got these good Jewish guilt roots. I spent a lot of time feeling guilty. I spent a lot of time really hating myself. I have a lot, I spent, you know, enough time not being sure if I wanted to be here. Things like that that are pretty like dark. 
you know? And so you're just like, you know what? I'm open. Like, you're just like bringing different light codes, bringing different energies. Like the way I've done it so far, I'm not interested in replicating. And then when I try to imagine what I'm going to do, I can't, I can't imagine with my mind. I was just laughing at the fact that, that it's this calm. You hear it all the time. People talk about their guides and, oh, my guides told me this. And, you know, some people are really connected. Oh, my guides. It's like, how do you even know they're legit? I mean, it's not that something's not talking to you, but do you know that they're any good? Do you know, like, you know, are they smart? Are they good guides? Is this good advice they're giving you? And we, we just have this tendency now. It's like, oh, I got a download. It's like, yeah, but do you even know where it's kind of coming from, you know, sort of, sort of, it, I, to me, just the, 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 you know, the smart ass comedian in me kind of just starts to thinks about, yes, that do, are you really sure you know where it's coming from? Cause we're so trusting and we want to like, oh, I'm having this spiritual experience and I got spirit guides and now I know right It's like, so they tell you anything and then it's just like, okay, I got to do it. Cause my spirit guide told me it's like, or Maybe you don't. Maybe you're still in charge. Maybe you're still, you know, it's like um, you were talking about running the marathon. I sometimes think of it as like you're a race car driver, like a Formula One race car driver. You're the driver. You're in the race. There's a whole team. There's a whole freaking pit crew. There's engineers and mechanics, and there's people talking to you on the walkie-talkie and giving you advice and all that sort of stuff. But you're still driving. You're still the driver. They're just there to support you being the driver. So that's kind of that sort of thing. Like we got support teams, but if we give up control to the support team and says, oh, well, they're spirit guides or whatever, I'm getting, you know, this sort of thing. We still have to be discerning. We still have to make the ultimate call ourselves. But here's the problem is that we're very, very fearful. And so your analogy is good. If you are a race car driver and you're a little scaredy cat race car driver, that is really dangerous. You're going that fast and you suddenly slam the brakes or you're being too cautious. Oh yeah, you can't go 300 kilometers And so I'm saying like, so, so yes, we... I mean, sometimes I sometimes I worry about myself. Sometimes I think about the expression curiosity killed the cat because sometimes I'm just so curious. Sometimes I'm just like, well, who is this guy? And I don't know what happens if I try it their way. And sometimes I, you know, sometimes I get myself in trouble. Sometimes things happen. But the, the challenge is and the reason I think sometimes the guides and other forces kind of like are trying to get our attention is because we make a lot of choices out of fear and we kind of put the brakes on and there's a lot of like possibilities that come up and opportunities come up and our intuition tells us to go that way and then the fear pops up and we put on the brakes and we don't do it and so the guides kind of come in and they give a push and they give a push and it's not that they it's not that the way they're always saying it is correct or is right because you we talked about a lot there is no correct or there is right but, you know, can you imagine it's kind of like frustrating for a guide where, you know, where they're just like, hey, this situation isn't working for you. Look, we showed you this other situation. And you're just like, oh, no, I'm too scared, you know. And then your life gets worse and worse and worse. And they keep being like, hey, there's this other situation. And you're like, oh, no, no, I can't do it worse and worse. And so, you know, the guides have their own frustrations of watching us and our human fearfulness and our human limitation. And the guides... The guides aren't perfect either. They're they're incarnate. Their energies going through samsara and incarnating around, and and trying to encourage us to be brave and trying to encourage us uh, to take risks. But I agree with you. Just because a guide says it, it's not fate. But we definitely, as humans, uh, need some encouragement out of our blocks. Yes, we need some encouragement. 
And then at the other side, what I was speaking to earlier is we also need to take the power and the control. Because I think this other thing that I'm seeing in, you know, the news, you know, the spiritual community, there's a lot of the patterns and the habits of the past 5,000 years of how of spirituality and religion. We want to worship something outside of ourselves. We want to defer power to something outside of ourselves. There's higher dimensional beings. There's, there's guides. There's like all these sorts of things. It's outside of me. There's just this perception that it's not me. And I'm going to defer to that. I'm going to pray to it. I am going to, you know, yeah, that sort of thing. This, this thing that we were taught to pray to a God. Um, I, uh, and that whole concept is, is sort of new to us. It's almost, it's a new operating system. It's like learning how to walk again, where you kind of take the full power and authority and catchphrase of the moment. The sovereignty is you and your responsibility and you do it because you are as powerful as the guides. Um, yeah, it's, it's like being a race car driver. You can't see what they see from where they are, right? You know, like you're ripping around the track in a race car. You don't see it from their perspective. You're not in a helicopter in the sky looking down on it, you know, sort of thing. So they do have this other um, perspective, but it doesn't mean they have all the time higher wisdom doesn't mean there isn't beings out there with higher vibration and wisdom that we can call to for support. But I, I listened to this channeling once. It was just like this being was just described. It was like a collective consciousness saying, um, we can't do anything for you. Don't pray to us. When you're meditating, call on us. We'll be happy to come and sit next to you and kind of be there with you. But we can't do anything for you. And I think that's a key shift that we've we've had this interaction and this belief with any of it, gods and spirit guides and, you know, like now all this host of all this sort of thing where we think they're going to do something for us when it's really just support. So you don't think we should just do things always just because we were guided? Um, you can. Then you can have that experience. I don't know. Maybe you can. Sometimes it turns out great. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna piss on anybody's parade. You know, like how to tell you how to do it. That's that's what we're all here to do. There's eight billion different individual human lives going on. There's no real template to say this is how you have to do it. But it's just that back to that discernment. Like, did it work? You know, like what's you know, just always checking in. To always kind of say, you know, how well is that working? Yes, you know? everyone is on a very unique path. Nobody can know what the possibilities of that is, where it can go. And so we all have to be careful about that. Like if you're seeing someone like me, an energy healer, or you're seeing someone called a psychic, like no one, the future is unwritten. Yeah, we're also here to do lots of different things. Like we're coming from different places and we're all here for different reasons. So, you know, the, the, the watch somebody, it, it, it hurts. You know, we suffer and we see somebody fall on their face and it could be like, that's exactly why I came here. I came here to fall on my face and I'm going to learn now to pick myself up. But, you know, that sort of thing. So, so we, we, we see other lives being led and we attribute our own perspective to it when sometimes well, this is exactly what they kind of need to be going through right now. That's a tough one. We, my more approach would be how do you stay open to the most opportunity of this human experience? Oh, you have some story about like how rare it is to become a human or something like that. Do I? I don't know. Something about like a turtle coming up in a, 
life. Oh yeah, that's right. That was um, that was that um, Tibetan Buddhist course I took in Tashid in Dharamsala, where they were the nun who was teaching us. Um, it wasn't. It was, um, how did they term it? It was like having a really exceptional life, like with the opportunities. It was, it was like this rare human lifetime where she was talking about, like we were a whole bunch of Westerners who traveled to India and now we're hearing the Dharma. And she goes like, oh my God, you guys are just like, the opportunity you have is amazing. Like you just go into this village here and people don't, or don't have the opportunity to just sit around all day and meditate like you guys are and listen to Dharma. They got to work. They're working 16 hours a day. Like some lifetimes are like that. So to have this really blessed lifetime, they said it was like the sea turtle going around the, the earth and coming up for air and that there's one life preserver, you know, with the ring or whatever. And the fact that like, they'll put their head through the ring. Those are the mm-hmm. odds of having this yeah, The blessed, turtle swimming in the ocean, the odds that it would come up in the life ring. Yeah. The one single life ring floating in the whole ocean. That's the odds of you having the blessed lifetime where you're able to, um, you know, do some deep work and not just work from dawn to dust and just be like mired in the shit, which is like a lot of human lifetimes. Absolutely. So to me, the fact that once a month on these, you know, numbered days that there's this opportunity that I don't have to work. I'm not very busy these days and I can lie in bed and experience every month more intense. They feel higher to me. They feel more full of light vibrations than I experienced the month before appears to be some type of merit, you know, to my experience. And so why would I scoff at it? It's like, all right, November 11th coming up. I'm I'm going to open my energy channels and take that opportunity because it, it can't be for nothing that and that's being experienced. at the same time, you could be creating it at the same time for you to experience. Well, then thank you to myself. Yeah. Good <laughs> job. I, why do I think it's coming from somewhere else? It just has such this feeling of coming from above. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. In terms I know, of directionally. Yeah, I know these feelings too. And I get energy and it comes down through the crown and I can kind of, you know, and it, it feels like something is coming in. But then I go to sort of like that non-dual uh, perspective of um, popping out of Chris, the 3D experiencer of it coming in through and just going, I'm that too, right? I'm also that. So anything that's kind of being experienced, I'm also that. So just to go into, just to be it as well and to pop out of the limited 3D experiencer, you know, because that's where we spend a lot of time too, right? I This is happening to me. Oh, I'm having this experience, you know, that sort of thing. There's not a lot of uh, Facebook accounts where it's just like, I'm just the consciousness of the universe experiencing itself, right? It's individuals describing what the individual experience is like through that 3D lens. I'm just thinking about that, you know, the teaching you're giving there in context to thousands of people having that same experience on the same day. Like it's just a coincidence that we're all just creating an upgraded energy experience on the same day every month. 
I wouldn't say coincidence. We're all connected. It's a, it's a, it's collective consciousness. Then that's what's happened in the collective consciousness. If people have decided that this is what's happening on eleven eleven, you know, then that's the that's a pathway. That's something that's been co-created by the people. That now it's thinner. Like think about it, the Earth. The Earth knows, like, if the Earth knows, has no calendar and doesn't know what day it is, like, is 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 the Earth like hooked in on this? Like, sure, there's human resonances, and the Earth is itself as a being is 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 going through some transformation. But if if the Earth doesn't have a calendar, what what day is it to the Earth? Doesn't know. It's like, or if the Earth has the perspective of there is no linear time and past, present, and future all take place in the infinite now, what what difference day does it make? Sort of thing. Or or we've co-created that it's going to be this day. We co-create equinoxes and solstices and Christmases and all these other things that kind of happens too. And then there's a certain energy that goes along with it because we co-create it. You, you know, I'm taking in this approach that you're saying and seeing some of the benefit of it. Like, we live in a society that you're not like supposed to praise yourself. You know what I mean? Like we're all supposed to walk around and be like, oh, I'm not really any good and just self, you know, just self-deprecating. Yeah, we don't walk around going, I'm fucking God. No, we don't. Hear me roar. That would go great. I, that would just go fantastic. <laughs> I just walk into a restaurant. Do you have any reservations? Of course I do. I'm God. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere you go, of course I'm God. You know, um, you know, we teach kids don't brag, like don't make a big deal about yourself, you know? And so we have this like place small right and uh and um i'm having this moment like except donald trump and uh and he's not alone come on yes he's not alone and uh so it would be a very i don't know to me there's like a discomfort or something like a discomfort in like when those really beautiful accelerated energies come in there's like a discomfort to the idea of taking credit for it or something. Well, it's not taking credit. See, I think this is the dance and the and the nuance that kind of goes along with it that a lot of teachers speak to. You don't take the credit. There there is still this experience that there is a massive massive source of energy that's not you. We we are just the leaf on the tree and we're having the leaf on the tree experience, but the leaf is part of the whole tree in its way, you know? Um, so, so that's kind of it. There's some humility that kind of, I think, you know, what I hear from teachers that are completely opened up to it and can see that, you know, I, I, it seems like humility is very common because they can see both. They can experience, they go like, yes, this is me. I'm a part of this. And then at the same time, I'm not, this is just, I've just opened up to amazing wonderment. And I know it's kind of like some way it's not me. And all I can do is crash down to my knees and just like be blown away at, at the amazingness of it. So I, I think it kind of takes care of itself for that humility thing. I, I think if you're, if you're prancing around going like, look at me, I'm fucking God, is you haven't. Did you see that amazing energy I created on November yeah, 11th? You know, I don't, I don't know. It's funny. There's like tales of like, uh, like, like in India, the Vedas, they got all those tales of like the incarnations, right? That's like, like Vishnu came down and had 
12 different avatars, I th- think, you know, had all these different experiences. And and sometimes he knew he was a god and sometimes he didn't. Like Krishna was apparently like, Krishna came down and right from the get-go, like knew he was a god. And that's why he was this like playful little scamp and used to like screw around with the, you know, those, those stories of him like just messing around with the, like the milkmaid girls in the village because he was a god and he knew it. He could just like fuck around. And like, so he had that experience, you know, in, in that incarnation. But there was other times Vishnu came down and didn't know he was a god and had, you know, that had to be um, explored. I don't know what I'm saying, but I I think that humility piece kind of takes care of itself, I would say, from what I've heard from people that I'm not there. I I just listen sometimes to what people say. For me, the portals, they've been a little bit of a way to just help people who are asking me for help, you know? And so I just assume that if I find them assistance, like that's that there's some level that it's a simple system, the one, the one, the two to do, like, it's just a simple system, easy to remember. It's a time of the month that energies get increased. Like, honestly, for me, it's a lot. Actually, the more I think about it, it's a lot like for a woman menstruating that it's like this time of a month that energies get increased and anything you were going through in the last month, it helps it integrate. And you kind of feel like you flipped something and you keep moving along. And so the portal itself is going to be as useful as you are in awareness, doing your healing yeah, and work, maybe doing that's your part trauma of the work. thing too is like we get, we just get, consumed with just all the other stuff that goes on. Like I, I know it myself. Mm-hmm. If I wake up in the morning and it says, okay, 3d shits in my head and I just go and I have a coffee and I yes. just start buzzing along in 3d world. It's different than going like, Oh, here's the day I, and I'm going to do a little practice. And I'm going to get really good and connected. And it's a different experience. So maybe we're just having those experiences on the portal days where we go, Oh, it's a portal day. It's 11-11. So I wake up with just the, the sense of wonderment and connectedness and, and I and I groove on my day that way and I don't put like, you know, the wet blanket of 3D over everything and that just stifles that experience. Maybe we're just having that more open because we're just aware today's the day to be open. People are more loving on Christmas day because <laughs> it's just this, it's cheesy and it's Hallmark, but, but they do like this. Okay. This one day I'll be nice to people. I'll go down volunteer at the <laughs> homeless shelter. I do it on Christmas. Why don't you do it on December 17th? Cause I don't, cause it's not freaking Christmas. Right. So we get this collective energy. We wake up on Christmas day. It's I'm in a good mood. I'm going to be nice to everybody or try. We hang out with family. So that doesn't always work that way. But, you know, Shogam Trumper Rinpoche said that we basically all of us are constantly living. I love this word, ubiquitous anxiety. We have this like ubiquitous anxiety. We just have this low level anxiety all the time. And really, we're very accustomed to it. We, we have all our coping strategies. Actually, we kind of don't know who we are if we don't have it. If it's not there, we'd be like, what? I don't even feel like myself. And then we have these times that the anxiety spikes and it's very strong and we feel like we can't handle it. We feel, you know, we have that feeling we're at our wits end. We're scared. And he said, those are the best times. Those are the most powerful times, the most precious times. Because when you have the ubiquitous anxiety, you don't deal with it. You know, you know how to handle it and you're okay. And it's when it spikes and it's in your face and you can't take it that you make the change, that you do the healing work. And so... Uh, To me, it's just very advantageous if once a month there's something 
you know, pushing everything and it's in your face and you're motivated to do some energy clearing or do some journaling or have the big cry or face something that you weren't facing because I can't even sleep tonight because it's in my face. And it's like, if that's happening to you, when that's happening to you, a really great attitude is gratitude. Just thank you. Thank you for this opportunity to heal this. Thank you for this opportunity. It's really uncomfortable, but it's making me do what I was unwilling to do yesterday. Sounds like you're coming around to the idea of these things being created by the collective consciousness. And then we experience it and we get the benefit from but it. But I'm including the collective consciousness of the guides and the angels and the collective forces. I think it's being created by the collective consciousness. Okay. There's a bigger <laughs> collective consciousness than that than is human because, yeah, because before we were human, we, who knows what we were? That's what we were. And, and, that. and to know, actually, like, I think the guides and the angels and the galactics and these other forces, man, they're getting pushed around by these energies, too. The other day I was connected with the guides and it was like all their hair had been blown over, like some type of energy storm had come in and they had been hit, too. So just compassion for all. Compassion for, for all, all beings. Everyone. Send some flowers to your guides. Bake a pie. We need guide day. Guides. Yeah, like what we have Mother's should, Day. We have Father's we have, Day. Yeah, we need guide day absolutely Such angel and guide day okay we'll work on that um we'll we'll let the new age spiritual community pick a pick a day well, let's ask the guides you ask your guides you're more connected with them than they're i they're gonna am. say every day every day every day is guide day you don't know how hard we work yeah okay um i'm glad we worked at portals guide day coming up. Um, happy November 11th, everyone. Yes. Happy November 11th. Even if you're not listening to this on November <laughs> 11th, this is the November 11th. This is the 1111 11 <laughs> portal energy coming through that is in the now moment of wherever you are right now. Thank you for the um, use of your studio so we can record this podcast and the toasty wood stove. I hope the 1111 portal and all its turbulence is good to you. You too. Ascension portal. Casca say one, 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 one. Lots of ones in this one. Facebook says it's going to activate my DNA. No, seriously, I'm not kidding. This phrase, activate my DNA, is, I guess I can kind of understand it. Probably has a lot more to do with feeling. Say we got 12 strands of DNA, two of which are active. We got another 10 that can kind of come online. And when we do, it's going to be dope, people. The joint will be lit. Maybe that's what this 11, 11 portal is here to do it. All the portals, man, it's not just everything's a portal now. You might have noticed, and all the portals are good. Not all the portals, but a lot of the portals are good. They take you to places good and bad, as far as I understand. So, yeah, maybe have a little discernment about your portals, people. Portal discernment is going to be the phrase of this coming uh, century as we. Just everything's a portal. 
Special thanks to my good friend, Ruth Lira. Um, all the goodness she provides to me as a great friend in my life. Um, and if you want to connect with her and all the fabulous work she does, she is an uber-skilled energy healer, as well as a teacher, um, teaches online courses in uh, intro to energy healing and beginner expert, all kinds of things. She has lots of different course offerings going on throughout the year. RuthLira.com. You can get in touch with her. She if you connect through Patreon with her, there's uh, meditation classes that she leads. She's a meditation teacher as well. I'm doing amazing good work uh, for humanity in this lifetime. She is absolutely. If you want to connect with me, you know, I don't know if you want to. Um, you got any questions, anything, suggestions, uh, you know, portal experiences, you want to share guests you want to have on this show. I know there's a shit ton of freaking podcasts out there these days. Um, send me a note. McNuttius is all you need to know. Uh, McNuttius on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Um, yo, that's Y-O-Yo at McNuttius.com is the email address if you want to send me a note. Absolutely. I hope the 1111 portal passes or has passed and has brought you the magnificence of being down through your crown chakra has lit you up with light vibration geometry and you are just now in an entire different frequency or vibration or soon will be might be time to tell your family and friends that things are going to change it ain't the same old me you've known forever man i am now lit from the inside thanks to the 1111 portal and the work you're no doubt doing um I'm Chris McNutt. Thanks for tuning in to the McNuttiest Dimension, and we'll catch you next time. McNuttiest.